Hello and welcome back to another episode of Spilling the Behavior Tea Podcast. With Sam and Jeanette. Yay, we've got Janet back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm alive, you guys. I am alive. Thank God. Yeah. How are you feeling? How's everything? I've been so sick. Last Friday, I got so sick. It's like my body said, you need a break and you're going down. And I, my body went down and I was, I, I was telling Sam, I don't remember being this sick in a very long time. And I know you probably have better memory than me, but I really don't. I have not been that sick. I had not been that sick for a very long time. Um, Yesterday, I went back to reality where, you know, I had to resume my normal activities and it was rough. I still feel pretty weak, but I'm pushing through. And today I feel so much better. That's good. I still feel a little, you know, in my throat or my chest, like on my, my chest is a little, you know, still something there, but it wasn't COVID, which I was surprised. I really thought it was because of the headache, <clears throat> unbearable, but it. I took a test. It was not COVID. But something's out there, you guys. Stay safe. Mm-hmm. Take your vitamins. Do you wash your hands? Do what you need to do because whatever this is that is going around, it's it's strong. You know, I know yeah. a lot of people have been getting sick lately. It's that time of the year. It's it's strong. It's coming. It's coming in strong, you guys. <laughs> yeah, half of my household is sick now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after Thanksgiving. Lots of people gathered. Yeah. Um, I got like a random cough on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I think I literally just lay down and cough attack. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I don't feel sick. Mm-hmm. I feel something in my throat, not like a sore throat, but like a random tickle or like it's coated or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to start it, but you take your vitamins pretty good. So, and I've had it for a while now. And I like, I was just like, oh, that's probably just the mornings and the cold. And I go to the gym in the morning. So it's probably that. But I don't know. So far, I haven't had a stuffy nose. Hopefully, it stays that way. I'm hoping that since I take my vitamins religiously, my super C and my elderberry, that it kicks this. Nick's nips it in the bud. I was about mm-hmm. to say your your version. Uh-huh. Nips it in the butt. <laughs> it yeah, nips it in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it nips it in the bud and I'm able to continue on because I haven't been to the gym yesterday or today because I don't want to risk going out in the cold and then like sweating and stuff and then it getting worse. I just want to get it over with, get it done, and then hopefully longer strides of going to the gym. But I was telling you right before this that I'm gonna try a clove tea, you know, cloves. We just got cloves too for Thanksgiving. So I saw on TikTok, don't judge me, I'm a TikTok early, mm-hmm. um, that you put like five cloves in boiling water and you drink it like a tea. And then you chew on one of the cloves for like a minute and then you, you're supposed it supposedly helps with the cold. 
So I'm willing to try anything. I'll even swallow a clove of garlic. I don't care. But it's just like right now all I get is like random cough attacks. Mm-hmm. And it's like when that piece of air just hits the back of your throat and like tickles it and just cough attack. It's the yeah. worst. Well, let us know how that tea works. I shall. I'm willing to try anything too. <laughs> let us know. But yeah, um, it was a rough week, you guys. I'm sorry. It was a really rough week. And, and it was Thanksgiving I, too. Yeah, I know. It was bad. It was bad. And um, so I had mentioned the week before last week last the last episode i was on that i was hosting thanksgiving for you know my husband's uh sisters and a cousin came over and i had so i went down friday that's when i started feeling sick and i didn't want to tell my husband how bad it was because i knew he was going to tell me we should cancel because you're not feeling well and i didn't want to do that because everyone had already it was you know we had planned it like a month prior or maybe longer and so i thought i would be fine and so i had my house was full and um i couldn't hang i had to tell my guests enjoy i'll be in my room and i tried before that like i really try to hang out and you know, just mingle and stuff, but I could not, I could not. So I ended in my, I ended up in my room and then my husband ended up being the host, (laughs) bless his heart, (laughs) because he's like, he was not happy that I just, you know, planned this without even asking or telling him or, you know, he's like, you always plan things and I'm the one that ends up doing all the heavy work. (laughs) He's not lying. But it was nice. It was nice that he got to spend that time with his siblings. And then um, on Thanksgiving Day, I we don't we my my mom works that day, so we didn't do anything. We were just homeless, just a regular day. And then next last this last Saturday, we had Thanksgiving with my mom, my siblings, and I, and my husband very small and um we just had dinner and i came home back to bed but the whole week the whole week i'm talking about literally the whole week i was in my room in my bed so getting rest getting much needed rest yeah yeah it was it was bad but that rest was nice (laughs) yesterday i could not wait to come home and just when i was busy like all day when I finally, like, I took a shower and I got in my bed, I just felt like my bed just hugged me. <laughs> I was like, my bed missed me. It missed me. It's just hugging me. <laughs> and I slept like a baby last night. I I passed out. I didn't wake up till my husband was literally heading out the door <laughs> to go to work this morning. And my husband was off for since last Wednesday, too. So I was, I was, oh, wow. yeah, I was sick of him. <laughs> I was so sick of him. I mean, he, he does a really good job taking care of me. Um, but mm, I, I was done. I was like, this is the longest we've been like, usually, you know, we do our thing. Then we come back together at night, but all day, all day. <laughs> 
was like, I'm done. <laughs> we had like 20 people over for Thanksgiving. I made the ham. Nice. I made the ham. I've made the ham every year, like, honestly, like the past four or five years. Oh but I never write down the recipe. Oh. Not that there is a recipe, but every single year I just wing it. <laughs> Does it taste the same every year? No. Oh. <laughs> I made it so many different ways. Mm. And like, <laughs> while I was making it, I was like putting the ingredients in and stuff. Didn't know anyone was watching me, but apparently my sister was watching me and she was just cracking up because I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> putting any amount and like making faces like, mm, I think that's right. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, it's because there's so many recipes out there and I'm like, they're pretty much all the same-ish. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can mess up a ham, to be honest. But uh, whatever. Yeah. It came out how I it came love out. ham and the only ham I had this year, I didn't like it. Sorry. Oh my gosh, I should have not said that word. <laughs> Someone prepped it. <laughs> but it was too sweet. Mm. Well, but a lot of the hams are like sugar, like brown sugar, pineapple. Like yeah, they have yeah. sweet flavors. Yeah, honey, yeah. All that but stuff. So I just thought this one was a little too sweet. I was like, I don't think that was possible, but it was. Well, I think we need to learn portions because we had a ton of food left over and then we still have a ton of food. So I don't know why we make food like we're feeding a million people. Mm, but yeah. Yeah. So we had so much food too. It was crazy. And so for when the siblings came over, everyone made something or bought something. So we had a lot of food, but and it's a lot of us, but when my mom and my siblings literally it's just us, you guys. And I I we my mom, she's she's not your typical mama. She's not going to sit there and cook. <laughs> she's going to order she's the ordering type of mom so she ordered a bunch of stuff i mean we all did but we had planned to order things and then on top of that my mom ordered more things i'm like it's just us it was a lot of food my um we went black friday shopping on friday it's not like i mentioned in the last episode black friday is not black friday like it used to black friday what do you what's different the sales are like 20 percent off 25 percent off 30 percent off some places it's not even a sale some places they just slap a sign on the the regular price that says i saw, that, on TikTok. I saw that everywhere on tiktok so i'm like and then with all these overstock stores now i'm just like if you're not five dollars i don't want it uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. so like but i got majority of my christmas christmas shopping done so that was wow i mean when you're broke you don't get that much stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) i literally only got two gifts because i first of all i don't do black friday shopping i'm still i don't do it anymore there's not much people there's no there wasn't many people out there 
Hmm. They all. think people that still do it is just out of tradition, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, I did see that like Citadel Outlets was open, like mm. one thirty a.m. But we went like at six a.m. Mm. Was there a lot of people at that time? No. Mm-mm. We went to Coles. Coles opened at five. Not there wasn't cool. many people. Mm. Um, Old Navy, there was a lot of people. Oh, and by the way, so we went to Old Navy, and they had like their PJ sale, and <clears throat> this was before it was like eleven fifteen or something a.m. And we got our PJs because we're doing matching PJs this year with my family. We got our PJs, and then we were like, we we had a family picture scheduled for eleven thirty. And so we got, we went to the line and the line was disgustingly long. So we were like, um, what do we do? Because we have to go to this picture and we want to get these PJs. Like it's not a lot. And so my sister goes and she finds like a worker and the worker is like, oh, you could put them on hold, but the sale for these PJs to be $5 ends at 12. Mm. And like, Dang it, that sucks. And I was like, they'll probably be like $12 when we come back. I was like, that kind of sucks, but whatever. We got to do what we got to do because we got to go take this picture. So we put them on hold. We told the girl like here, like, yeah, we want to put them on hold. And she was like, okay. And she took them and she left. And we're like, well, aren't you supposed to take our names? But all right. But we're like, whatever. We got, we left to um, take the picture. Luckily, it was down the street. And we take the picture and we come back and it's like 12 15 maybe mm-hmm. get in the line again long line and we've reached the front and we're like hey we got we have we put things on hold and the girl was like she went to check and she's like um no there's nothing on hold and we were like amazing so we go back and we try to find them find the same pjs we had and then we get in line again and we get to the front and and the same girl that told us like they weren't on hold she rang us up Mm -hmm. she rang me up first and she was like okay um like i was seeing the total and it was gonna be like 33 something and then she was like okay so your total is 14 something and i was like what is she was like i put them for five dollars and i was like thank you your girl's girl. How many did you guys get? How many sets? I just got two. Oh, okay. I also got like one little thing too. So it's like 14 bucks. And then she also rang up my sister and her hers went down like $30. So I was like, she's a girl's girl. She's She knows what's up. She's cool. Yeah. So that was cool at least. Mm-hmm. A good price. Yeah, that's cool. I don't never know where to go shopping for Black Friday or anything like that. So I just, I got my husband's gift and my sister's gift. That's it. (laughs) And only because they send me links. We went to Kohl's and Target. Mm -hmm. And Old Navy, Ulta, and the PX. That's it. Yeah. And then, so you have a big family. Mm-hmm. So how does Christmas shopping go? Because you have a 
bunch of like nieces and nephews and cousins and yeah but we haven't celebrated like that in a very long time i think mm -hmm. in like i want to say like five six seven years okay so gifting is strictly just between like your immediate immediate in your household your yeah mom dad yeah for like the past seven eight years we've just done it with us just our family okay um other than that if we were to like go to someone's house or they come here we mostly just get gifts for like our ninos or ninas or from mm -hmm. our ninas or our ninos mm -hmm. not necessarily everybody mm -hmm. um if we do do a big thing we do secret santa too oh okay mm -hmm. like two weeks before christmas we go to the cemetery and we do um christmas tree for my grandpa and my uncle and there we do like we pass out the secret santa stuff and we write like three things that we want and whatnot mm, nice mm -hmm. that's cool um i was wondering because i feel like for us like the family's getting so big <laughs> So like I feel bad, but I'm like I can't gift everyone. <laughs> yeah, at some point it has to be a secret Santa thing because that's too much. Like we were even thinking of doing that this year between our media family, and I was like, yeah, but at the same time, like of course my parents are gonna want to buy for their kids. Of course my parents are gonna want to buy for their grandkid. So it kind of mm -hmm. still doesn't work yet like that for us. Mm -hmm. Who knows well, I'm excited for the baby. She's going to have a good Christmas. <laughs> She's going to be. She's already getting bombarded with stuff. And so we'll see how that goes for her. Yeah, that it's as long as she's the only one, she's going to take full advantage. <laughs> That's so fun. It's her first Christmas, right? Mm hmm. That's crazy. Oh, how what's different this she, for you with the baby in the house? I see, yeah. What do you mean? Like, is it more exciting? Is uh, are are well, you guys to be honest, for me? It doesn't feel like Christmas is coming. Mm. It's are you, I mean, guys, it still feels like I think it'll hit me once the Christmas tree is up and stuff. But I mean, I've been wanting to like put on Elf for her so she could see like Christmas music, I mean, Christmas movies now and stuff, but stuff hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't see much of her this past five days, so um, maybe five, six, seven days or so, six days. So mm -hmm. we'll see. Maybe I'll do that with her today. Yeah. I wonder, like, for your parents, is our first time being grandparents? Oh, my God, they are such suckers. Such suckers. Ah. I literally like you you already know the behavior person in me comes out because I'd be getting so mad at them. <laughs> they like she's she already knows that she could play them. <laughs> she already knows. And we try to do a lot of independent play for her. Like we put her in the playpen and so she could just be in there for a while and she does she's really good with it like she'll sit there she'll play with her toys she'll chill as soon as my mom or my dad i can go back and forth like back and forth she'll smile she'll laugh blah blah, blah cool 
As soon as my mom or my dad walk by, like pick me up and they're like, oh my, you want to get okay? And I'm like, no, no. If you're going to do that, you need to ask her if she's all done and doing the signs and everything. Uh-huh. But we're not picking her up when she's crying mm-hmm. like that. Like, you need to ask her, you all done? And then she'll look, she looks at you and she smiles like, yeah, I'm all done. So pick me up. And then that's when you pick her up. Otherwise, she's going to continue crying and crying and crying. And you just got to pick her up. Mm -hmm. This way, she's learning that, okay, yeah, all done means pick me up, please. Yeah. How funny. (laughs) So funny. Oh, and she she waved yesterday. Let me show you. Uh-huh. She waved yesterday, and um, she was clapping. How cute! Like she was with us, she was sitting next to me, and she was watching TV, and she was just like, and I was like, "Did you just clap?" <laughs> like looked at me like what? <laughs> I was like, "What? The, you need to stop growing." Mm-hmm. Look at this. Look at this. Oh. Right? Isn't that crazy? She's only yeah. gonna be seven months. How freaking cute! <laughs> That's like a way later milestone. So it's oh. clap. Yeah. Nuts. Oh, and did I tell you she said dada? No. She said it twice. Oh. And it was funny I because must love that. It was funny because we were all sitting in the kitchen. My brother was in the living room. The baby was in the walker, and <laughs> we were all just sitting there, like at the table. And then I don't know why we were gonna call my brother, but Katya was like, you know, she tells her like, "Oh, call Dada, Dada," and then it was quiet, and she just goes, "Dada," and we're all Aww. like, <laughs> we all like froze. We That's just, funny. What did you just say? And then we all like freaked out and my, or we all told Katya, like, you brought that on yourself. You told her to say it. <laughs> and I guess later on, my, she saw like a picture of my, of my brother or something on my dad's phone or on my dad's um <clears throat> watch. And she said it again. Oh, I was like, they always say daddy first. No. And I've been practicing with her more mama than dada. Uh-huh. And too, on like the the little like um like Miss Liz and stuff, they do more papa and dada than they do mama. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Like they're like, vamos a llamar a papa. <laughs> and I'm like, what about ma? Haters. <laughs> That's funny. Aww. But yeah, she's like zooming through her milestones. That's awesome. You know, it's crazy. I and mean, I love your guys' cooking videos. <laughs> she's the one that's going to make us go viral. She's going to make us famous. Yeah, she's it's cute. Crazy. Like, she really learns fast. Mm-hmm. She's fast. And it's funny because on Thanksgiving, too, one of my aunts came, my godmother, and she was saying that, too. She's like, she looks like you when you were a baby. And I was like, we <laughs> sweet. That's another person to say it. We're twins. Yeah. Oh, Mimi. That's cute. 
It's cute. But yeah. Back to our topic that was supposed to be today. Um, which is not a fun one. Yeah. But divorce among special needs families. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it within your clients and community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it. We've talked about it before where <laughs> I've I've seen it too many times. I don't think I've experienced a family that's actually not a special needs family that, that has not went through it. That's actually together or hasn't went through something like that's that? That's actually stayed together. The numbers very, very small. And I don't know if it's a thing because I haven't looked at any re- research or I haven't seen the numbers, but I feel like younger couples are usually the ones that end up going their separate ways. I mean, it's hard enough to be in a relationship you know, as young people now, you know, having a kid with special needs, it's even harder, I would imagine. I think I've had two cases where the parents were still together. Mm-hmm. I know one of them, they're still together because they follow me on Instagram. Um, and I still check in with them mm-hmm. once in a while. The other one, though, I haven't. And which I wish I did know because that kiddo was one, the kiddo that I said that he mastered a bunch of programs mm-hmm. in the end. Um, yeah, I wish I did know more about that kiddo, but those there were just two cases in all the cases that I've had. And I mm-hmm. honestly never realized it until you kind of pointed it out at once, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, like that's true. I majority of my kids have been from a single household Mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of the times also it falls on the on the mom Mom. on moms Mm -hmm. yes it's and it's always the same thing dads just don't put in the time to really learn how to handle taking care of a child's special needs without mom's guidance yeah which and not saying it i'm sorry to cut you off but not saying it's the case all the time no yeah but it's cases that i've personally experienced myself with the clients that we've had or that i've worked with and so okay these are the, the types of things that i think deeply on and not necessarily playing devil's advocate but like genuinely curious like these are just talks that I have with myself like is it that mom is more involved because of they carry the child for nine months they're more close to the child things like that <laughs> which is not excusing mm-hmm. the here, but like is that why I personally feel that that's part of it but also and I've seen it, I've seen it before in, um, I've seen professionals speak about it and I've done a little bit of research on this specific part, which, or I've not done research, but bumped into research and then got stuck reading it. Um, for some reason it's harder for dads or yeah, dads, uh, male caregivers to accept the fact that mm-hmm 
you know, it's a diagnosis and yeah. that it's not something they are going to outgrow and that it's not, it's not something that they could just take me medicine for and get better. Mm -hmm. They are in denial and they don't know how to deal with the reality of things or they, they just can't. Where and mom has to do with masculinity. Maybe, maybe like weakness, all that mm -hmm. jazz, quote unquote weakness. Yeah, because if you've ever met a kiddo with special needs, they are far from weak. Yeah, because it's happened in my in my household, and I think I probably spoke about this briefly, where the males in my household had a hard time or had a harder time understanding that this is this is a forever thing mm -hmm. they they thought oh you know um they're going he's going to eventually be you know i'm doing the air quotes of mm -hmm. normal in their eyes and i remember one time my husband just told me like this is going to be, you know, Damien, this him, this is just the way he is forever, right? Yeah, this is him. So it just, they hit a moment where they just realized this is our normal. Mm -hmm. It just sucks that it takes longer for some, mm -hmm. when yeah. majority of the time, not always, but majority of the time, the woman has to be the stronger one and mm -hmm. take that burden on herself not the burden, but like the extra like work and stuff mm -hmm. that challenges herself yeah. until the the partner can catch up. Yeah. And then it, it, that's just part of, you know, that mama bear mode where I think about just if a mom just will always shelter their kids, protect their kids, even from their, that's what we do, even from their own dads. We I'm sorry, I, I chuckled a little bit right now because I was thinking about how many cases we were a part of where we were like, I'm dad, I'm dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are dad because <laughs> yeah. the dads were not present. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we were co-parenting with moms. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I chuckled, not because of anything said or anything, but yeah, yeah, I remember those cases. Like a lot of days, I mean, a lot of times, paraprofessionals are co-parenting with the mom. Yeah, because mm -hmm. the moms confide in us because we get it, we understand, and we're there with their kiddo every day. Yeah, yeah, and, and we get emotionally attached. Yeah, I remember thinking, "Who do you? You have not been in the picture, <laughs> sir." For a yes. couple of years, who do you think you are? <laughs> yes, or like something happens with the kiddo and we're the first ones they call. Yeah. Because they know we're going to do something about it. We're going to come right away. Yeah. It's yeah. Nuts. And then it blows my mind. Like, how is the dad not there? Like, it blows my mind. Once we get emotionally attached, it's like, how and why? Yeah. I could not imagine not being there for this kid. Mm-hmm yeah i don't know i think maybe we need to have more emotional support groups for not i mean we i don't think we have or i haven't heard of any specifically for divorce fathers yeah that's true with kids with special needs or different needs and i think it would be a good thing for them mm -hmm. 
because not saying that it, this is the case all the time, you know, there's different um, reasons why dads walk away. Mm-hmm. And um, we're just talking specifically towards our situations. What yeah. had happened? And we're not, yeah, it, it's not to say that only fathers do this. No, absolutely no. not. But right now we're talking about this, this specifically. Um, and I think it would be good to have more support groups. Because we don't know both sides of the stories when maybe it's hard. I don't know. It might be the case where it's hard for fathers to feel like they could get involved without moms probably not letting them, not giving them that space. Because, again, moms just, you know, sometimes it's hard to just trust anyone else with, especially when you have kids that are nonverbal, they don't know, they don't know how to, you know, tell you when something's wrong, they don't have the ability to. So it's a lot of different aspects to think about. Yeah. So from what I, what I've read is that according to psychology today, I'm not saying this is correct, but they say that the divorce rate in families with a child with uh, disabilities may be as high as 87%. Wow. Imagine that. The, I have not seen current numbers for anything that has to do with this, but I remember a couple years back, it was fifty a 50% possibility. Not even a couple years back. It, oh, it's been a while, but... I feel like that was for... Divorce in general. There's in general, a, yeah, in general. But, but it says with for families with a child with autism, it's eighty percent. Wow, that is wild. And it sucks because that's even more stress on the kid as well. Yeah. Not only is it on the parents, but also on the kid. Mm-hmm. And I've had cases where parents have been like, "Do you think it affects them?" Like. Of course it does. Yep. And that's what I was going to say. We're, we're, if anything, we are here to tell you it affects them so much. Mm-hmm. So much. You, We see the difference. Mm-hmm. And we see how much it affects them. So if you think, if you're a parent, whether you're parent A or parent B, and you think you your absence, it's not going to make a difference in that child. It is. It really is. Yeah, because <clears throat> I've had parents in the past be like, well, they don't really ask about them or they don't really like seem to care. Mm-hmm. But just because they don't show it doesn't mean that they don't. Mm-hmm. I feel like they definitely care. They definitely yeah. know. They notice everything. Like I've said in the, what, like two episodes ago, they mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. They know. They take that in. Yeah. And they feed off of that. And maybe one day they'll bring it on up. Mm-hmm. And if you think they don't notice, just you have to find those um signs mm-hmm. because they're not always in your face. But you, in one way or another, you're going to realize when you're connecting the dots, when you're wondering why, what's going on, why are they doing this, or... And this is why it's important to have that communication with everyone in 
the child's team because they might not show it with you, but they will show it with, you know, either a paraprofessional, a behavioral aid, a speech therapist, OT, someone will see the difference or someone will point something out. And that communication is important for you to know how it's affecting them and what, what part of their life is getting affected by it. And I think the best thing to do there is just to like really, like we've said pre- before, is just communicating with them and mm-hmm. age appropriate, obviously, but just keeping them in the loop. They, you may think that they don't understand, but they actually might. Mm-hmm. And communication is definitely key with them. They want to know as much as possible in order for them to best understand. Mm-hmm yeah yeah so i think that um it's something to think about when you're going through a separation i know that anger sometimes gets the best of you but you have to do what's right and so this is probably going to sound harsh too but as how can i say it (laughs) moms I know, we know that it's hard to let go. It's hard to let go of that control. But you have to give these fathers the space to be fathers. And yes, they're not going to get it right at first, but how else are they going to learn to take care of their special needs or different needs child without giving the opportunity to? Yeah, I think that's a a better easier said than done type of thing i bet i bet but because it's hard for them to trust anybody with their kiddos which again is understandable and i can see why parents in the past have trusted me over their Mm -hmm. spouse Mm -hmm. but yeah at the same time that is their father unless they're not like well enough to watch yeah because every case is different yeah but regardless like even if the the mom is there with the dad like and you can do that in baby steps like letting mm-hmm. the dad come and just watching from afar making sure they do like giving them pointers you know like just you stepping off a little bit to see how it goes if the yeah. trust is not there for them to watch the kiddo or be with the kiddo mm-hmm. i mean and then you also have like culture things right like in the hispanic culture it's not really the culture to leave the dad with the kids and mm-hmm. although that that's changing yeah over time, but it's not common in the culture to mm-hmm. the dad with the kids so yeah. there's different factors that could take that could come into play unfortunately mm-hmm. but that's why it's important to get your behavior session in so yeah. that you know your specific situation Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like we say, we're not just pinpointing that all males do this or all females. It's just something that we have seen, that we have experienced, and it's not always the case. But the, the sad reality is that in the cases that we have had in the past, this, these are things we have experienced. Mm-hmm. And we've been through a lot of cases. <laughs> So, but, you know, we also have had father's book appointments. Mm-hmm. So. In those cases where, like, 
we basically have a party for those deaths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the majority of our clients, we get, you know, it's females that reach out, but we have had those cases and we do get happy. Mm -hmm. so, we give them major props because yeah. especially going above and beyond for their kiddos like that. Mm -hmm. Props to you, dad and mm -hmm. mom mm -hmm. out there. You guys are doing amazing. Keep it up for your kiddo. They appreciate it. If they don't tell you, I'm telling you now they appreciate it. Yeah. And working as a team is going to get your, it's going to be way better, first of all. Mm -hmm. And it's going to give that kiddo the, the, what's the word? Like the confidence or like the love that they would have gotten mm -hmm. from a full family. Mm -hmm. Not a full family, but like a family that's together. So pretty much let's not, whatever side, whatever party, shutting each other out, it's, it's not going to harm your child. Just think about it. The more people that are involved, the more love your child gets, mm -hmm. the more support you and your child get. And um, it's just putting aside your feelings for mm -hmm. one another and just for the child and doing what you can for the child. Yeah. It's always going to be a better outcome. But obviously, we do understand every case is different. Sometimes the best thing to do is to just shut. And, and I say this because we've also seen that when this something like this happens, it's a lot of blaming, right? Like it's a blaming game where people blame will blame. Game. Yeah. People will blame the other person for the child being born with different needs and that's just you know it comes from anger it comes from not understanding it comes from you if you're the person that's blaming you're giving yourself a pity party over things and that's the difference that you see one parent do that while the other parent reacts by saying i don't have time for that i need to do what i need to do for my child mm -hmm. so I don't know. It's hard. It's a hard situation to be in. Yeah. Neither of us have personally experienced it. It's just what we have experienced with the families we've worked with. Yes. <laughs> we've seen it all, you guys. When we tell you we have seen it all, we have seen it all. Mm -hmm. I had a case where I felt like... I was in the middle. Well, actually, I didn't feel like it. I was in the middle. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard as a paraprofessional, a behavioral aid, a one-on-one -on -one to be in a room with divorced parents that are just going through it. And you just literally feel like you are the one that has to protect this child from both parents. I've been put in that position before. I've literally been put in a position where literally this the divorce is in the heat of the moment and in that when you're going through that you don't think about what your child is going through you don't think that your child is feeling every feeling that you or the other parent is going through so just thinking about just i need to shelter this child and i i need to make sure that you know i do whatever i can to 
make sure that when I'm in this room and you feel the tension in the air, that the child's not feeling it. And it's really hard. But if I felt those feelings so strong, I could only imagine what the child, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen the anxiety rise. Yeah. And that's the trippy part too, is like, sometimes they act so surprised, like, oh my gosh, my kiddo's doing this out of nowhere. And it's like, it's not out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look at all the life events that's been happening around them. Like, that's not an out of nowhere type of thing. Mm -hmm. That is communication, Mm -hmm. buddy. Yes. And listen, I've been there where we don't think, as parents, we don't think our kid, oh, we were able to block our kid from experiencing what we were going through in the moment. We really, as parents, we really think that's true. Another situation where sometimes you just need a fresh set of eyes. Yeah. Not only that, you need to be willing to accept what that fresh set of eyes is telling you. Mm-hmm. Because they're not in it with your tunnel vision with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I try to do for you with your son. Because mm-hmm. you're in this tunnel vision like, please can do this, this, this. And then I'm like, wait. There's another perspective. Yeah. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, as parents, we really be believing these stories in our heads. We really do. But that's not the case, you guys. That is not the case. Because we forget that our kids are their own person with their own feelings, thoughts, and emotions. Or we don't see our kids like that. Because how dare do they have a mind of their own? Mm. Yep. <laughs> and just because you have a child that's nonverbal, they have a mind of their own as well. <laughs> oh, so should I tell that story that I told you about that one kiddo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a few episodes back, I told a story about how I had a kiddo come in and they just started touching like into my car. And they just started touching all kinds of stuff in my car, which I don't mind, but I just, it was an interesting situation because I was wondering like if parents knew that he did that, like it's a unique situation where parents don't really, they may not even know because when they're in hit and when he's in their car, I'm sure it's normal for them to just touch everything and change the radio station, change the air, all that stuff. And so Recently, I had another kiddo come in my car, nonverbal, and I was driving them to their destination. And once we got there, we had to wait in the car for a little bit. And they tapped me on my arm, gently pointed to the music icon on my car. And I was like, oh, you want to listen to music? Yes, of course. Like, thank you so much for asking. And I gave them my phone and they picked their song, super happy. (laughs) And I was just like, this is such a wholesome moment. And I was just like, do not cry, do not cry, do not cry. But like, they knew how, like, again, a unique situation. Like, they knew to ask, even though they're nonverbal, they were still communicating. Yeah. And asking in a polite, nice way. Nice. And their aid was 
Yeah. And so, and their aide wasn't there yet. So we just kind of sat there and she was like showing me videos that she watched and it was just like of a silly dog, but it was just nice to see her very happy and like, because she was listening to the music she liked. So it was just an interesting, like two different types of situations, you know, very wholesome though. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, guys, that is all we have for today. Welcome back, Jeanette. Thank you, guys. I missed you guys last week. <laughs> Thank you for holding it down for us. Muse, welcome. I don't know how you do it because my voice hurt it at the end. But <laughs> anywho, that's all we have for today, guys. Tune in every Thursday. Catch up on all our episodes. And we will catch you in the next one. Bye, you guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>